we had a huge crowd on last night all around the world and we thank God for that on multiple sites and so we're glad to be with you again here tonight by the grace of God and uh, God reminded me my wife was supposed to remind me but he reminded me today uh, to wish uh, two of my daughters happy birthday and so uh, I wish Danita and Danae happy birthday and uh, I thank God for you and I thank God for what he has done through all of us as a family and as I told you personally thanks for the memories it was Bob Hope who made that song famous thanks for the memories uh, I am convinced that memories like all of the other priceless things such as peace and joy and love that God gives is right up there with uh, those things they are priceless that's why the person wrote that song precious memories uh, I hope that you have walked with the Lord and he has rewarded you with very vivid precious memories I didn't know he was going to give me that gift and that blessing but he did and I'm very thankful for it and I hope that you have that in your old age uh, precious memories you have to forgive your bespeckled preacher if I could sing it I would sing it I never heard my dad sing that song he probably did but I know he could he could do something with it I have tried and I make a what they call a joyful noise to the Lord and I enjoy it and only somebody who enjoys it is me you know why I don't sing that much anymore because I had an old preacher who heard me sing old preacher friend my 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 buddy the preacher friends who love you regardless and he told me all right I heard you I know you're making a joyful noise to the Lord he said don't but don't do that again <laughs> he said it just like that don't 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 do that anymore. Uh, 
said, don't do that again. Don't do that again. I said, preacher, I know I can't sing. He said, well, you don't need to be singing publicly like that. Just leave it. You sing privately. <laughs> oh, my. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, our Lord, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Pardon me. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service. My beloved, it is so good to be with you tonight. Once again, and oh, what a time we had last night in this devotional that God created. I can assure you, I did not create this service. Son Daniel Ezekiel, uh, give me the exact number of standing between the living and the dead services. Where we are. I, do, I normally don't call this number out, but I think it's over 700. We are, we are approaching 800 of these services. And uh, I love, uh, they're a little bit longer, but I love them. I love what God does through them. So many things. Anyway, my beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 576 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique uh, viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story, a single true story a non-fiction story, the best story in the world. And uh, it is divinely inspired to the point that you can read it all of your life, every day, and continue to get gold nuggets out of it that can transform your life the greatest story ever told, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. God is always talking through uh, to us uh, and through some of us from his word, and through some of us from his word. Today, beloved, we're reading Proverbs chapter 6,
verses 11 through 20. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you, Holy Father God, and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And on tonight, Lord, I praise you and thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Down through the years, and Holy Father God, for those of us who are born again and saved, we individually confess our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you. Disobedience, rebelliousness, Lord, whatever the sins are, for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our failures, and faults. And Lord, for we pray that you would crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us all who are saved. And fill us all afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. Put a God at our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we would not sin against you. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that Lord you would indeed save those who are lost. Lord, save those who are lost in the church and outside of the church. Lord, save my wife, Marika White, uh, who uh, acts one way most of the time in church in a totally different way behind the scenes. And Holy Father God, she's right here with me and I would not say that uh, in front of her face if it was not true. Uh, she needs to be born again, not bearing any fruit. And so, Holy Father God, uh, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, open her blinded eyes and stop her deaf ears. It is her choice. I pray that she would humble herself and come to know your Savior. I pray this for everybody in our family, 
who may be religious but lost. And Lord, I know you saved me out of church in spite of the church and out of religion and in spite of religion. If I had died before December the 19th, 1979, I would have been shocked to this very day that I was in hell. For I had gotten baptized at the age of 12. I spoke in tongues, uh, they say, at around 15. Uh, shouted out of the back of the church uh, around that same time. Uh, went to BTU, went to Sunday school, went to church, as far as I know, every Sunday of our lives growing up. Multiple churches, members of about five churches growing up. Dad was a popular preacher, mother was a preacher as well. And I was lost and on my way to hell and I didn't even know I was going to hell. So Lord, I, I do understand this. And I understand how people can get caught up in that. Believing that church membership and baptism and church work uh, has something to do with their salvation or make them believe that they're saved. Uh, all I know is from the time I was a little child, Lord, you told me to pray a prayer. It was the same prayer every time. Lord showed me the light. Somehow I knew that what I was in was not the light, was not salvation. I don't know how other than you. And so I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. I want that same thing for my wife, my mother, her mother, people who are religious, lost, and still mean and cantankerous and hateful. And so, and for all of my children. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, out of my wife's life and everybody else's life and our family and in other families that name the name of Christ and churches and ministries, give us, Lord, sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Please rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts, Lord, from us today. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that lost souls would come to know your Savior as they hear the gospel. In the church and outside of the church, we thank you for uh, the thousands of professions of faith down through the years. But Lord, we know that you're not willing that any should perish, so we pray for thousands more to get saved through this ministry and through other ministries around the world through your Holy Gospel. And revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, 
comfort those who are grieving and mourning, Lord, around the world as only you can. Uh, receive all glory, praise, and honor to your name, for we're not worthy to even give it to you. Uh, receive all glory, lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lead God and direct us throughout this night and into the services tomorrow, if you should tarry your coming and if you would allow us to live. And Holy Father God, we pray. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, at Proverbs chapter 6, verses 11 through 20. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. A naughty person, a wicked man, walketh with a froward mouth. He winketh with his eyes. He speaketh with his feet, he teacheth with his fingers, frowardness is in his heart, he deviseth mischief continually, he soweth discord, therefore shall his calamity come suddenly, suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. These six things doeth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soweth discord among brethren. My son, keep thy father's commandment. And forsake not the law of thy mother. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, once again we praise you and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We praise you and we thank you for your Holy Word and your Holy Spirit who teaches us your Holy Word. Help us to keep it. Help us not to be hearers only, but doers. 
for your glory, your praise, and your honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, and we all are, service family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 981 where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And so therefore the aim of this podcast, my beloved, is that through the simple reading of the word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the eternal burning hell to come by believing in the Savior, Jesus Christ, who has come and who is coming again Jesus Christ, who said the most loving, the most magnificent, the most wonderful, and the most important words in the history of the world, when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And dear friend, if you want to be saved today from the wrath of God to come and the eternal burning hell, simply believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart, dear friend, that he died, he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. You need a Savior no matter who you are. You need a Savior. 
your Savior's name is Jesus Christ. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today. Call on his name. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved, I want you to understand, dear friend, imagine with me in your mind oceans of liquid fire because that's what you're getting saved from the lake of fire do you understand that far beyond your wildest imaginations you see well preacher I just don't believe that I believe God is too loving to do that uh, your unbelief will not change the fact God has done everything he could do to save you from the eternal burning hell. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, virgin born, son of God. No man had sex with Mary before Jesus Christ was born. He was born of God. He lived a pure and holy life. He never sinned like you and me in word, thought, or deed. He is the perfect sacrificial Passover Lamb of God for everybody in the world, not just the Jews, but the Gentiles too. Red, yellow, black, and white. We're all precious in God's sight, apparently and evidently, because he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for all of us. That includes you. No matter how you feel about it, you say, well, I feel unworthy. Good, I do too, because we are unworthy. So, dear friend, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, who never sinned, but he took your sin and my sin upon himself. And he went to the cross. He suffered. He bled. He was humiliated before the world. He was beaten beyond recognition. It is the worst death in the history of the world. That's how bad sin is. They mutilated the body of Jesus Christ. They beat him beyond recognition. They mocked him beyond any other man ever in the history of the world. How can you think of a thorn, uh, a crown of thorns? How can you think of that? I mean, where does that come from? And they mocked him. They humiliated him. He was naked before the world. It was the ugliest death in the history of the world. He did it because he loves you and me. God allowed him to do it because God loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins and for mine. He was buried. He went 
through hell and to hell for you and me. He did it all. And he paid it all. He paid the debt that we owe God. That's why he can say the most important words in the history of the world. He preached the gospel first and he preached it best. When he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, nobody else, nothing else, no church membership, no baptism, no uh, uh, speaking in tongues, no running around the church, no money, uh, money given for it, uh, because you don't have enough money, you can't pay for it. You believe in him, he said. He said that. Go by what Jesus Christ said. Believe in him. And then call on his name. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved from the lake of fire. And so if you want to be saved, yes, you'll have a better life of peace and joy and cheerfulness, but you're still going to have tribulation and trouble in this life. I'm not going to sit here and tell you a lie and say that you're not. Because you will. But you will have joy and peace and cheerfulness with it. For Jesus Christ said, in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Put your trust in him. So if you want to be saved tonight, dear friend, follow me in prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart, in nobody else and nothing else but Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who took away the sins of the world. Pray and ask him to save your soul, and he will do it. Let's pray. Repeat after me. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner, and I need a Savior. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon me, a wicked sinner. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how. In your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my wretched soul from hell. the place that I deserve to go to. And please save my soul to heaven, the place I don't deserve to go to. 
Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins and to change and to turn from my evil life and deeds and follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the newness of life from now on. I pray in your name, Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you truly believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It's a short book but it will give you everything you need to make your next steps of faith in Christ to help you to become the disciple of Christ that God wants you to be. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. If you have trusted Jesus Christ as your savior, Today, please email us at dw3 at gospelitesociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now, dear friends, we will resume our service the standing between the living and the dead service already in progress. And for those of you who prayed that prayer with me, this will be your first Bible study after getting saved. Today we are reading Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. <clears throat> Will a man rob God? <clears throat> Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. This is a passage very familiar to independent Baptists and other Baptist preachers. And really all preachers of uh, most denominations. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Now, here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost and with the help of the BKC, bluntly stated, Israel was accused of being a thief. Thievery against people was bad enough but only a fool would try to rob God 
I mean, that's serious. That's serious. Yet this was the charge against Israel. The fifth oracle is parallel to the second, having two questions. How are we to return? And how do we rob you? This literary device helped represent the general and the specific natures of the charge. And we will deal uh, more with this on next time. Here a little, there a little. And so ladies and gentlemen, now we move to the family segment, to the family, what I have dubbed the family versus. I'm very hated by many uh, women and some men, some men because I have rocked the boat and and have disturbed that little man-made rules and foolishness. Nobody just wants to obey God. And, and so therefore nobody reaps the blessings of God. As I have taught you for years, as God taught me, God has never blessed disobedience, and God never will. And he's not blessing it right now. You can try to twist God's arms all you want to. God said what he wanted to say, and he said it one time, and he's not going to say it again. You can break his word, try to break his word by disobeying his word, uh, like a rock, his word is going to break you. I assure you of that. It makes no difference who you are. Understand that. Ephesians 5, 22 through 24. We read the first verse last night, verse 22. And this is a passage that my wife hates. Uh, she even told me that this is not her favorite passage of scripture. Why is that? Because my wife is proud, like most of you other women, and stubborn and rebelliousness, and you want to be married and have a hubby, but you want to control and dominate your hubby. You want marriage to be what you want it to be, and not what God wants it to be. You, know, you can care less uh, what God wants. You want what you want out of the marriage. And that is complete control for most of you. And I say to you husbands, as Dr. Nutt and his wife especially, Mrs. Nutt told me, way before I got married, she knew I was, I was planning on getting married. And uh, she was one of my mothers who would ask me, okay now, preacher, would when are you going to get married now? You got somebody in the wings and all that kind of thing. You know, the church mothers kind of, they see you single. Uh, they want to try to hook you up. 
I remember some preachers trying to hook me up with their daughters. And I, I, I'm so thankful I didn't marry them, i tell you the truth. I somehow passed by and escaped. But anyway, um, uh, she said, she told me privately, her husband was sitting at the, uh, for some reason, he was sitting in the, on the side, <laughs> I, I, I have to tell the truth, he was sitting in the side spot, she was at the other end, I was on the other end, so, I don't know, but, uh, but, but she was a woman who understood submission to her husband, and she told me, she said, son, now, your wife is going to try to take control of the marriage. She didn't know who I was thinking about marrying. She never met them. She just knew she's, that's in the nature of women. She's going to try to take control of the marriage. And here's, I'm quoting her. She said, if you let her do that, you will never get the reins back. You'll never get it back. Because she's not going to give it back. Now, she does not know what to do with the reins. You know what to do with it, but she's going to take them from you if you're not going to be man enough to keep them. But if you give her the reins of that marriage, she's going to take it over and she's not going to give it back. Now that's what Mrs. Nut, and I know some of you women say, yeah, that's right, she's a nut. No, her last name is literally Nut, N-U-T-T. Husband, husband is saying that he was in agreement. And so, husbands, I tell, I pass that on to you. Now, God had already put that in my heart because I saw that stuff in action. I saw how my mother dominated my father, and uh, and I something tr triggered something on the inside of me that that would never happen to me. I've always told my wife for over thirty-four years of marriage. If you're not willing, I told her before we got married, that we're going to do it God's way or no way. And that means everything's on the table, everything's off the table. Okay, and no compromise on that. See, that's what you want. Some of you, most of you women, that's why you're mad at me. And that's why you would love to see me and my wife break up. Because you and your husband broke up over that mess. And you've been married two or three times. And you're, you're envious of us that we stay together. And uh, you want to try to tear that up. No, and, and with all of this high feminists. And I want to say to my preacher brethren, don't, don't, don't buy into it. Don't, don't bite that. All this, this, this high feminist, hear me, I am woman, hear me, raw mess going on in the church today. And, and coming from... Uh, some of it coming from a demonic spirit of lesbianism. See, right there. That's right right there. We had uh, several thousand people last night. Right there, if we got the same kind of crowd, <laughs> uh, half are they going to tune me out right there. there. I don't care if you like it or not. There's a demonic, satanic spirit of feminism. Some call it feminazi. Uh, 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 I am woman, hear me roar, I am ferocious, uh, I can really do without a man, and, 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 and a lot of it is coming from a demonic spirit of lesbianism.
this overpowering demonic spirit of lesbianism where there are women who want men to be eradicated and reduced to nothing. And, and there are some women uh, and, and, uh, in the church that way. They're very militant too. Very angry. And you know what I say to them? There's no need to anger me. Go on and do what you're going to do. You're just not going to do that with me. I uh, see, 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 real men are not intimidated by any woman. Period. You want your liberty and freedom to do what you want and go marching uh, with uh, pussy caps on your head and all that kind of thing. You go right ahead. I ain't mad at you. You're in America. You do what you want. Just don't involve me in it, because uh, I don't believe in that foolishness. I am going to still stand with God. I don't care how fluid things are. Glory be to God. And you preachers just go with every little thing that comes through. But your little pink pillow talk foolishness. Anything your wife tells you, you go and do it. You're, you're just like Herod, and you want my head on a platter. You want me done away with. Your wife is the one who wants me done. You, you kind of, you, you, deep down, you like what I'm saying. But you're not man enough to act on it. You want to try to hinder me and mess with me. And try to mess with my family. And what you need to do is obey the word of God regardless. That, that includes, watch this men, that includes. If you lose her, then you didn't listen to me. You don't have a marriage anyway. This is what I've told my wife down through the years. You, if you want to leave, you can leave anytime you want because if you're not willing to obey the word of God, we don't have a marriage anyway. You never be so needy and so as a man, and in fact, really deep down, that's a turnoff for women. You're so needy, and I'm so in love with you. I got to have you. You're going to disrupt my life and destroy my life if you leave. No, no, honey. Uh, I invited you into my life, into my marriage, and into my family. Uh, you're here to help me take one L off and put a P and be a help me, not a hell me. That's what I need. And I don't need for you to be ferocious. I don't need for you to be angry. I don't need for you to be bitter. And talking like a demon out of your head. I don't need that. And I don't want that. And I'm not going to have that. Now if you want your wife to go marching. Down the street with a pussycat on her head. And marching for everything and women's rights and all. You go right ahead. I don't want a wife who does that. I want my wife home with me helping me raise my children and do what God wants me to do. See. And so here's what God wants. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. That's how God wants you to be. Wifey, submit to your husband as unto the Lord. And here's how most women are sitting right now. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, I'm not doing all that. 
Okay, you, then maybe you not you don't want a you don't want a marriage. You don't want a family because uh, that nice sweet man. One day he's going to rise up if you disrespect him and you don't submit to him, and he's going to let you know uh, what the deal is. So it's better for you to do it God's way while you can. See, and 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 then instead of lying on your husband when he rises up and tells you that he's not going to tolerate that, and then you want to accuse him of intimidating you or scaring you, and and uh, honey, I'm thinking about leaving because he frightened me, because he well he just rose up, he didn't rise up like a bear, he rose up like a man, which you used to like that about men, and you still do. But you, there's a demonic thing going on in your flesh that desires to beat him down to the ground. And then when you're successful, you want another man who's still manly. Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray, baby. Do it God's way. See? And then you don't get into all of that. And, and let me help you men on something. There's a health, yes, you are one in marriage and in the Lord, but you are over your wife, whether you like it or not. It's no, um, no side-by-side kind of a thing going on. You know, people have made up all kinds of wicked things. God didn't take uh, part of his brain from his head and and God didn't take something from his foot. God took something from his side. And so you to walk side by side. Now there is an element of walking side by side. But there is order in the marriage. Like there is order in the universe. And in every uh, church. Every business. Every school. There is a hierarchy. And anything with two heads is a monster. And you can't get things done. We only have one president. Not two. There's only one husband, baby. And you need to line up under your husband. Oh, oh I can't stand this man. Yeah. What is he talking about? This is foreign, foreign to me. I know because your preachers and your pastors and your preacher husband, they don't preach on that. You got your own little rules in your, your marriage, thinking that the marriage is yours. The marriage is not yours. The marriage is God. It's not for you to tinker with. That's why you got so much hell in your marriages and families. Verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. You got that? Is there, is there walking side by side with Jesus? Maybe some of that working, serving, the, serving God with him as his friends, as his brethren. But make it... Make, uh, 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 make no mistake about it. Jesus Christ is the head over us. Okay? There's no walking side by side. We walk underneath him. Okay? He's the captain of the ship. We don't make decisions. He makes the decisions and he gives us the orders. The problem is, we, just like many of our wives, we don't obey his orders. And that's why we got the mess we have today. In most families, in this, uh, uh, in the church, uh, 
in society and in the nation. And before you people get so excited about the ruling regarding abortion, first of all, the same amount of abortions are going to probably take place. Sad to say, they just can't take place in certain states, number one. Number two, you ought to rejoice over that. That's great if you are a Christian. But you need to mourn over the fact it took you 50 years to do this and it should have never happened in the first place. The church of today, of over the past 50, 60 years, through compromise, through disobedience, through not being alert, is just as much responsible for the murder of the 60 million babies as anybody else. We have not done what God, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our head, told us to do. We have refused to obey the great commandment and we have refused to obey the great commission. And so we have millions of people who are lost and don't know any better. Don't blame them, blame us. We didn't do our job, so we failed God, we failed Jesus. God is so loving, he may not even put it like this. He's so loving towards his people. But he's given me liberty to tell you that's what we have done. We have failed God, we have failed Jesus, we have failed the nation, people. So, I mean, don't get all high and mighty. Because this should have never happened is what, 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 the, uh, is, what uh, is going on here. Just like this homosexual, I, I hope that Clarence Thomas can deliver and get this homosexuality foolishness out of our law as the law of the land. Homosexual marriage. Lot didn't even, Lot, no one asked Lot, could they get married? Two men getting married, they never did that foolishness. It's gotten worse. America is a big old Sodom and Gomorrah. That's why we are being destroyed piece by piece. Little by little. And, and that's by the grace of God. See, that's why I'm not God. You're not God. I would have destroyed you a long time ago, <laughs> quite frankly. God is very merciful and long-suffering. Amazingly. But when he begins to step, you're going to know it's him. It will be unquestionable. And that's what he's doing, slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. The wheels of God grind slow, but they grind slow. You can believe that. Okay? You will reap what you sow. Don't play with God. Uh, that's why we're in the mess we're in the day. And some of you think that everything's going to be beautiful and hunger doors since Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Not so, my friends. Uh, things are going to get worse. You've already seen this. Right now, today, uh, uh, abortion 
proponents are calling on their people to bring rifles, bring guns, start shooting these people. And so forth. A whole lot of stuff is, is happening and brewing and, and, and getting ready to pop off. Verse 24, therefore as the, church, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. God just gave you three verses, wives, to obey. And you're mad as the devil about them. No, 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 it has nothing to do well. He needs to do this and he needs to do that. No, no, I don't want to hear that. No, you just, you just do your job, honey child. <laughs> you just do your part. Don't worry about all that. You worry about too many things. Get your mind on God. Get your mind on Jesus. To take care of your husband. Love and care for your children. I know you don't want it. Some of y'all don't want to hear this because it makes you feel guilty. Now, a mother knows all of the birthdays of her children. A father may not. I was depending on my wife to keep me reminded. The daughter, my daughters did it when they were here. If a birthday was coming up, they would remind me. They would they remind me. They didn't remind her. They reminded me because I was a birthday man. Because she didn't do it. I made sure that all of my children had a good birthday when they were younger. I made sure of that. I had to pray money from God down. Because back in those days, uh, when I was raising my children, a birthday cost at least $100. If you want to do it right, you want to go to Chuck E. Cheese and, and get a cake and ice cream and all of that and get a movie at Blockbuster. You remember that, don't you? How many of y'all remember Blockbuster? <laughs> wow, how things have changed so quickly. Oh, but that was the thing, man. Oh, that was the thing. And, and you say... Well, did you did you do it with drudgery? No, no. I enjoyed the party more than they, probably more than the children. I loved it, and I still say to this day, you would not think it would be the case, but Chuck E. Cheese has the best pizza to me. They never failed me on my subs and my pizza and all of that. But uh, over the past week, we got two daughters who have birthdays right back to back almost and my 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 wife knows my daughters have reminded me all of these years and so we're facing the empty nest and, and she knew that they were having uh, a birthday and she did not remind me but you know who reminded me God my baby daughter Danielle she reminded me for one of them and I forgot and so I had to wish them happy birthday, birthday today. And I've never missed that. And my wife, uh, right here with me, didn't remind me. That's evil to me. I don't care what you think about it, that's evil. That's not, that's, that's wrong. And she, she wanted me to forget so they can accuse me of missing their birthday. She 
she thinks and they, and they don't have that kind of mentality attitude that's what she wants them to think but they know if I miss anything like that that it was not done on purpose not from me because I've enjoyed their birthdays more than they have down through the years in fact I probably uh, got diabetes eating all of the stuff because you can't have the birthday with the child and not eat the ice cream and the cake as well when I got older, I had to cut it out. But when they were little, no. That's just evil, isn't it, ladies? Huh? I mean, you agree with me, don't you? I know you do. And you men, you know, you, you, I know you with me. But anyway, don't be evil. Wives, submit to your husband. Love your husband. Respect your husband. And even if you don't love him, respect him. Huh? How about that? And we'll get to that a little bit later. But but respect your husband. Do that tonight. Shut up your mouth. And <laughs> Ooh, I see you. you can't stand that, can you? And and respect your husband. Everything that comes up does not need to come out, baby. Now, my dad, Bishop Daniel White Jr., used to holler. He never did anything, but he would holler because he was afraid of my mother. He would holler from the back room while my mother was running off at the mouth, running down, walking down the hall and walking into the kitchen, still running off at the mouth, talking back to him, saying whatever she wanted to say. And he would holler back and say, Shirley, don't let your mouth get your ass in trouble. <laughs> he wasn't going to do anything. Mm. My mother ruled the rules. But you need to shut it up and respect your husband. Love your husband, but even if you don't love him, respect him. And submit to him. Let him, let you go. You do your part, and he'll, get, he'll do his part under God. It's not your place to tell him to do something, to control him and manipulate him. Because see, you, you're going to get into trouble with God when you do that. Why? Because you're trying to take God's place. God is the one over him, not you, baby. You're not you. I, I know you think you're almighty and powerful and ferocious. You're not. Okay, you just do your part. Alright, let's pray for all the families. I've made you mad enough tonight. And let's pray for saved families and families that are lost. Let's pray for the lost families first, always. And, uh, and let's pray for all other people. And then we'll close out. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the salvation of families, Lord, that don't even know you as Savior, the irreligious. And then... Families in the church who are deceived by the devil and who are lost. We pray, Lord, for the revival of true Christian families. And, Lord, help husbands and wives stop playing the silent treatment game, walking by each other for weeks and months and not saying anything, not touching each other. Lord, that's so wicked. And it's evidence, I believe, of people not being saved. Open their blinded eyes and unstop their deaf ears and save their souls as well.
And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, the found, and Lord, we pray for the healing of the sick and for the comfort of those millions of people who are grieving down in uh, all over the world for because of the coronavirus plague and now other things, monkeypox, shootings, and uh, Lord, draw them to yourself for salvation. Holy Father God, we pray for the hearts of all people who name the name of Christ. And Lord, we pray that you would indeed. Thank you, Lord, for that thought. But Lord, we pray uh, that you will help us all to uh, repent of our sins of disobeying the great commission and the great commandment. And Lord, uh, help us all by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent and get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ also that you would uh, bless your men and women in blue and brown in uniform all around the world, militaries, uh, military, uh, all branches, all who are serving in uh, uh, authority. to keep the peace from the President on down. And Holy Father God, we pray for their salvation. Revive those who are saved, save those who are lost. Cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those, Lord, who have that problem. And Holy Father God, we I uh, pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would lead God and direct them to lead us into a peaceful, pleasant situation as riots and demonstrations are, are still going on in this country even as I speak. And so, Holy Father God, protect your police officers those that you have called, Lord, to keep order. And Holy Father God, we also uh, pray that you would protect all Christians who are being persecuted around the world, including uh, myself and others. Mine is not as severe as others yet, uh, but could turn that way pretty quickly. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would protect all of your persecuted Christians in Nigeria. Uh, people are calling on the President of the United States to do something about the killing of Christians in Nigeria. Uh, 
that was happening in uh, some other country uh, probably would have gotten more attention by now. We don't know. But Lord, we pray that something is done for the protection of your Christian people all around the world. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the millions of people as we have already prayed who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and the af aftermath of that and some are still hurting over their loved ones for we have had somebody to tell us the truth recently that grieving never ends contrary to the lies we've heard in the past and so we pray for these families that have lost loved ones and we pray for the families that have loved ones in the hospital we pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Colleen K. Bonds. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Andrew Born Versteinen. We pray for the family and friends of Connecticut resident Michael Thomas Parker. We pray for the family and friends of Turkish resident uh, E. Fikand Effie. And we pray for the family and friends of Nebraska resident Michael C. Gangi. And Lord, we pray now for all of the prayer requests. We pray, Lord, for all of the thousands who have sent in prayer requests. Thank you for hearing and answering uh, our combined prayers, uh, Lord. And thank you for thousands of answers to prayer down through the years. To the point, Lord, there are many of the people who contact us every time they have a request or an issue or a crisis because they know that you hear and answer prayer, especially when we combine our prayers together, is something very powerful regarding that. Thank you for giving us the grace, strength, the mind, uh, the opportunity, and the privilege, uh, Lord, to do that. And we pray now, Lord, for some by name, and we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon all of these people. And Lord, we pray for Tamara. Please help her to get out of poverty for good. We pray for Vicki. Please heal every cell in Lynn's body. Uh, give her her husband and her family peace and give the doctors and medical teams what they need as well. We pray, Lord, for Linda. Please save her friend, Israel, and deliver him from darkness. We pray for the people who have gotten saved through the ministry and the preaching of the gospel uh, through this ministry. Help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. And we pray not only for these few, but the thousands who have made a profession of faith in you. We pray for Camille. We pray for Shakur. We pray for Alexis. We pray for Peter. And we pray for Judea. And we pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Help them to grow in the faith as well. And we pray not only for these few, but the thousands who you have sent, who have heard the preaching of your holy word. We pray for Carissa, Kay Thabitha, John Mariam Novich, and Samuel. Lord, we pray that you will... Uh, do this in their lives for your glory, praise, and honor. Help them to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. 
In Jesus Christ's name we do pray, and for his sake, amen.